Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is, ir- it is not irritable. I'm the one that's irritable. Love is not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. It never loses faith. It is always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 4 through 7. We are obsessed with this idea of love, aren't we? I mean, from the songs we listen to, to the movies we watch, and the books that we read, we are totally and completely preoccupied with this concept of love. And yet, I'm not even sure we know what love is. For most of us, it's simply a feeling that we enjoy when things are going our way. But when we don't get what we want out of a particular relationship, that feeling simply goes away and we fall out of love. And that's why it's so important to have a biblical worldview instead of your own personal worldview in in which you approach your life and your circumstances. You know, I, I remember being in college one semester and trying to impress my professor. And I told him I was an atheist, just like him. How convenient. (laughs) And after the semester was over, I decided, you know, "Mm, that really wasn't working for me. So I joked around with my friends, and I I was telling them I was going to form a new religion, and it was called Dustinism. I got to tell you that That really didn't work out so well for me either. You know, it never works out well when you crown yourself king and you expect everyone to serve you, does it? In fact, that is the very opposite of biblical love. So if we go back to the 1 Corinthians 13 passage and we do a small exercise, this this may communicate a, a good point. You may have done this in Sunday school class. But what I want you to do is, is simply replace the words love and it with your name as you read the passage. So for example, let's give this a try. I'll put my name in there. Dustin is patient and kind. Dustin is not jealous or boastful or or proud or rude. Dustin does not demand his own way. Dustin is not irritable. And Dustin keeps no record of being wronged. 
Dustin does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Dustin never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. So what do you think? <laughs> love from a biblical perspective is anything but a feeling. In fact, love from a biblical perspective is not really love. Love is a, a person. First John 4, 8 tells us that God is is love. And all we have to do is look at the life of Jesus to see what love is because he is the author and he is the sustainer of love. So the question is, how do we incorporate biblical love with dating, with sex and marriage? Well, my guests today have a lot to say on this subject. John Eldridge is the author of numerous best-selling books, including Wild at Heart, Fathered by God and Beautiful Outlaw. He is also the director of Ransomed Hearts, a ministry devoted to restoring men and women in the love of God. Sam Eldridge, his son, began his writing career in second grade with a memorable essay on penguins. And he graduated with a bachelor's in English. And he has recently launched AnSonsMagazine.com. This is a new online magazine for men that he publishes with his two brothers. John and Sam, welcome back to the Dustin Daniels Show. Great to be back. Yeah, thanks for having us back, Dustin. Hey, guys, last week we discussed your brand new book. It's called Killing Lions, a guide through the trials that young men face. And we discussed it from an overview perspective. And this week we want to dive into the specific topic of one of your chapters. It's called Love, Sex, and Women. So, Sam, let's start with you. Can you share your story and, and your thoughts about the first time that you decided not to pursue a girl while in college? Yeah, well, when I went to college, I came in with a high school girlfriend. Um, and there's kind of this statistic that most of those relationships, actually about 90% of the high school to college relationships don't last, which was the case uh, for me around Thanksgiving. We nicknamed it the turkey drop and uh, <laughs> found ourselves single. And I actually realized uh, at that time that I had been focused on one girl or another pretty consistently um, since early middle school all the way up to college. Um, and I didn't know what it was like to be Sam without Sam and somebody else. I didn't know what it was like to be a single person anymore. And so I really threw myself into the next couple of years as trying to explore what it's like to not base my identity off of being in a relationship. And it was really telling. I had become somebody who saw myself as kind of like a half person, and I needed the other half. I needed the girl to feel like I was whole. And it was a really good experience and choice to not pursue women for a little while. You write that it turned you into kind of a troublemaker. You know, it did. Eventually, when I started moving back towards women, I was actually shut down a couple of times mm -hmm. um, by some close friends. And the message that was coming across was that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't uh, the kind of guy that was worth much. And uh, I think I've been told that longer than I realized. So uh, something in me just kind of decided that I was going to be somebody who wasn't willing to be hurt, but did the hurting. Uh, turn into the guy who was trouble, turn into the guy who would just kind of hang out with a lot of different girls and, you know, never really commit to anybody and go on dates, but always just kind of be this 
this free agent. Um, and I think I did some damage those years. I, I'm not really proud of those actions, but I was definitely trying to trying to separate myself from being somebody who was seen as vulnerable. I just knew that I, something in me as like a man just knew, like I, I can't be soft. I need to be. I need to be uh, stronger than this. And it wasn't. It wasn't a good way to be handling women. Did you see your your friends doing that as well? Some, yep. Some guys I knew and kind of, you know, respected the guys who don't seem to get hurt um, and could really just date any girl that they wanted. Um, other guys I knew, we actually called them kind of the, the heroes. They're a little bit more like uh, Don Quixote, unfortunately, because they mm. would get into relationships where the girl would would be broken and be like needing him. And a guy wants to come through. You want to actually, you want to say the right thing. You want to be the guy who helps her when she's hurting. And that got a lot of guys I knew into sticky situations. You know, you don't tell the girl that you love her just because you know, she wants to hear it. And so you're going to be kind because down the road, when you have to tell her later that you actually don't, you're going to be doing a thousand times more damage. John, as as Sam's father, were were you aware of kind of what, what was going on in this this phase of, of Sam's life, and, and how did you respond to that? You know, last week, Dustin, we talked about identity. Here's the deal. Every man needs to know that he has what it takes. Mm. This is the core of men, why guys ride, you know, fast motorcycles and jump off bridges and, you know, want want to be amazing. Why little guys wear the Spider-Man outfit, right? They want to be Jedi Knight, right? This is core. A man wants to know he's strong, and he wants to know he has what it takes. The problem is you cannot go to the woman to get the answer to that question. And as Sam was describing the first part of his story, you know, I was watching that happen, that, you know, always needing a girlfriend, always being in relationship, I could tell that he was looking to her for a sense of validation. And, uh, and I knew that that was going to crash. And you never want to see your kids hurt, ever. Uh, and when that first serious relationship broke up, you know, I knew it hurt him. Uh, but I was also hopeful. I was hopeful that it would free Sam to discover who he is as a man apart from a girl. Because this is kind of the core thing of loving. When you were reading Corinthians at the top of the show, a man does not go to a woman get his sense of strength. He goes to a woman to offer it. You offer your strength there. And until you get that sorted out, it's going to be messy, whether it's dating or marriage, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I I, I hated watching Sam go through the process, but I was really hopeful that the end of the process would would be Sam with a sense of self as a son, as a son of God, as a strong man. And, I mean, you ought to see, I mean, the girl that he married is phenomenal. She's amazing. She's intelligent. She loves Jesus. She's beautiful. And Sam was able to win her, and and he's a great husband now because he sorted through those issues. You're right, John, that there's no such thing as recreational dating. Can you say more? Yeah, this is really big, gang, because two hearts are involved. And, and as Sam was saying, like, somebody's going to get hurt. And there's a, there's, a place for, there's a place for dating in the sense of getting to know the person. You don't want to marry somebody. You have no idea who they are, right? And we've seen that, by the way. We've seen Christians do that, where 
my God was in it. And they marry one another. They didn't even know each other. Mm. You know, and then that thing blows up in six months. So there's a place for getting to know one another. But recreational dating, where you're just kind of out there, you know, using the thrill of the relationship, using the thrill, using the identity of having a boyfriend or girlfriend, right? That's super important in high school and college, right? To be the one who's, they're in a relationship, but you're using them. And as Sam said, when, when time comes to move on, you've got to remember their heart is at stake. And you don't want to go around breaking hearts. Today on the show, John Eldridge and his son, Sam Eldridge. They are authors of a brand new book. It's called Killing Lions, a guide through the trials that young men face. And what this book is, it's a conversation that John and Sam had through the college years and Sam's early career. Amazing conversations. Questions from a son to a godly father. Visit more at KillingLions.com. When we come back, we're going to find out Sam's perspective, sex in college. The definition of a perfect storm is a confluence of events that drastically aggravate a situation. In other words, children. Grace-based advice from Dr. Tim Kimmel on today's Family Matters Minute. In the New Testament, when Jesus called the Apostle Peter out of the boat to join him on a walk across the surface of the stormy lake, you know it must have been terrifying. The wind howled, and white-capped waves bigger than their boat rose around them. Yet, as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, none of that mattered. Parenting is much the same for us. Between the howling winds of a contrary culture and the white-capped demands of raising our kids, it's easy to think we're living in the midst of an emotional perfect storm. But if we keep our eyes firmly fixed on Jesus, He'll do a miraculous work through us. In Him, we are more than equipped to raise truly great kids. To help take the fear out of parenting, visit our website at familymatters.net. The ministry has been a real blessing in being around other men, knowing that you're not alone, that you're not isolated anymore, and to just have a place of safety. And also the friendships that come about. Uh, this is the first time I've had any real male friendships in my life. And that has just made a huge difference in my walk of purity, in the relationship with my wife. To have men that I can call or meet every week has just been a tremendous blessing. Seven Places Ministries is a Christ-centered, pastoral-led recovery ministry. For more information, please visit sevenplaces.org. Hey, this is Christopher West, author of the book, Fill These Hearts, God, Sex, and the Universal Longing, and you are listening to The Dustin Daniels Show. And if you missed that show with Christopher West, all you have to do is visit DustinDanielsRadio.com. Or simply do a search within iTunes for my name. Thank you so much for your prayerful and your financial support of this radio ministry. This radio show is an outreach of Seven Places Ministries. Seven Places is a Christ-centered, pastoral-led recovery and transformation center that specializes in sexual wholeness. I'm the founding pastor of the ministry. And once again, thank you so much for your prayerful and your financial support. Today on the show, my privilege to be speaking with John Eldridge and Sam Eldridge. We are 
talking about their brand new book. It's called Killing Lions, a guide through the trials that young men face. You can check them out at killinglions.com. And Sam, right before the break, we are we wanted to talk about your perspective of getting physical too quickly. What this whole idea of, of sex in college, did you see that really help or hurt relationships? You know, the the whole topic of sex is one that we jumped into uh, eyes open, just knowing that it's one of those things that we're asking questions about and we want to know. And the the message that a lot of young guys are hearing from pulpits these days is just don't do sex, all those sex drives, you need to get a lid on it and just, you know, bottle it down, keep it keep it under wraps. And that's caused a lot of guys to kind of push back against it and decide that they're going to do things their own way. And I think it's becoming, you know, more and more common for couples to be sexually active just kind of all the time. Um, and what I saw was that breaking what, that, that rule that was extended from the pulpit was, uh, and actually biblically, but um, the effect of it was emotional. The effect was the heart. The effect was how it would affect the relationship internally and each person internally. And I saw it do significant damage to a lot of different people. Um, some guys I knew used uh, sexual intimacy to, as a stopgap for other areas in their relationship that wasn't really operating very well. They kind of wouldn't do a whole lot together except just hanging on the couch or in the bedroom, and that was sort of it. That was their whole relationship. And I think any normal person, any healthy person would say, ah, you need you need more there. But for the first time, you know, that, that feels like enough. Um, and it was, it's a, I think we wanted to address this topic as not just a, a right and wrong, and that's as deep as we'll go, but like why it's so powerful is because of its effect on your heart and its effect on your identity and its effect on your relationship with that other person and with God. John, why do why do these young people, these high school and these college age kids, why must they hear things like, you know, simply holding a, a girl's hand or kissing them? We want to be real careful with that. Well, what does that actually communicate to the woman? There's a big part of killing lions is talking about the difference between men and women. And guys, you've got to understand, she does not look at the world like you do. And holding hands to a woman is an incredibly romantic experience. I mean, she's going to be swept up into a Hollywood movie, right? And, and making out, you know, kissing, that kind of thing. You are communicating things like commitment. You're communicating, I am here for you and I'm not leaving, right? She is picking up all kinds of messages in that that, frankly, most guys aren't intending on following up on, right? So the, the thing about the physical is you can't, take, you, you can't take two pieces of paper and glue them together and then later try and separate them. You, you don't end up with whole people. It, it, it tears it apart. The, 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 the physicality, the emotion, what Sam was talking about, the heart issues, like you get intertwined as being as people you really do get glued together and then you try and separate that later and damage is done i'll guarantee it every time and so we're trying to just help guys understand let's approach this from the heart not just do's and don'ts not just right and wrong not just stop it let's approach it from the heart what kind of man do you want to be 
what kind of man do you want to be? What kind of man do you want to be toward women? Yeah, one of the most imperative things that I always tell young women, John, is that the most attractive thing for you to look at is for a prayerful man, a man that's on his face every single morning, thanking God for his next breath, and uh, someone who's quick to say, I'm sorry, and repentant, and everything else falls into place. Once you fall in love with Jesus like that, everything falls into place, right? You know, it's huge, because it goes back to um, the core issue of love, right? Where are you getting love from? Because if you're, if you're drawing love from God, you're going to be grounded as a person. But if you're looking for love, you know, in the next relationship, the next makeout session, the next person that thinks you're amazing, it's a train wreck waiting to happen. That's why it's so important to have a man or a woman who's grounded first in God, because you don't want them looking to you to be their God and to come through for them in, in all of their heartache and their need and Oh my goodness, that is a nightmare of a relationship. The beautiful thing about finding someone who's deeply committed to Jesus is that they're grounded in something bigger than you. You know, whenever I, I have that conversation with young people about holding hands and kissing and, and all that, they kind of roll their eyes at me like, yeah, we know, Dustin, you're the, you're the old guy. But let's talk about the M-word. And as a church, we really don't like to talk about the M-word, masturbation and, and fantasy. From your perspective, what's wrong with with fantasy and masturbation? I've never seen it make a man stronger, and I've never seen it make someone more loving. See, again, let's 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 don't come in through the door for a moment of like do's and don'ts. Let's come through the door of the heart for a minute, because what's going on there? It is an incredibly self-centered act, but love is never self-centered. Right? I mean, true love, and everybody wants love. Like, look, we're talking about the kind of healthy relationships you do want. We're trying to help you toward good, solid relationships. Everybody wants that. The problem with masturbation is it's totally self-centered. It's very isolating. It really is saying, I don't need you. Right? I don't need you. And so what we're trying to shift the focus for guys is, this will not build a sense of strength in you. I've never seen it make a man stronger. I've never seen it make a man feel better about himself. Never. Right? And I've never yeah. seen it make someone more loving. So you just kind of, again, it kind of comes back to who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? What's the kind of man that you want to be in the world? What's the impact that you want to have? What are the kinds of relationships? And when you finally do find that special one, you finally do find the person that you're going to spend your life with, when they ask you your sexual story, what is the story you want to tell them? Fantasy and masturbation always lead to isolation, and isolation always leads to death, whether it's spiritual death, possibly even physical death. But one of the things that we can always look at is the life of Jesus and how he was always in community. And when you're in community... You learn to love, you learn to trust, and you're not isolated. And it really kind of moves you from the, the fantasy world that maybe you've, you've grown up with and been a part of for the past couple decades and engage into a life modeled after Jesus Christ, always engaged with his disciples. And even when he went off to pray, he, he was with his Father and with the Holy Spirit. 
John Eldridge, Sam Eldridge, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Authors of Killing Lions, a guide through the trials that young men face. You can visit their website at killinglions.com. Watch the video series. Pick up the book. It's a, it's You get to eavesdrop on this amazing conversation between John and his son about the hard questions in life that young people have. 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. It's living and living in God's power. I love you. I'll see you next week. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.